0: Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another week of these little podcasts. I hope you will enjoy them. We've got so much stuff to go through. And can I recommend that uh, uh, hopefully you'll tune in this evening uh, when my live show goes out, the first one of the year. And uh, I hope you'll find it, uh, it interesting. We've got a really good guest called Danny Katz, Katz uh, an American lady who's talking about uh, well, language language and how it conditions it, how it can enslave us, and how, of course, it can free us. So please tune in to see uh, myself and Danny uh, this evening. But um, that said, let's uh, let's get stuck into one of the many issues we need to have a look at. And I wanna talk about uh, artificial intelligence, AI. Firstly, let's revisit a story to put on the mainstream media uh, hymn sheet for all of 2023. I'm talking about the project fear surrounding AI. A lot of people who should have known better were taken in by all of this. This one was actually pretty easy to decode. It was plastered all over the mainstream media, especially the Daily Mail, which featured A1 fear porn stories on its front page. And if that wasn't a big enough clue that this fear mongering was being run by the deep state, the figurehead for this project fear was none other than world economic forum stooge Spivy Sunak. Yes, sometimes you see the clues that you need are right in front of you. Sometime it is always in plain sight. It was always clear from the very start that this was a deep state media project to make the public fearful enough of AI that they would support the government when it floated ideas about imposing more control on AI. When the public see all these headlines floating past them, they think about themselves and their fears, and their number one fear is that AI might take their job. Here comes the the kicker, though. Spivy Sunak and his friends are not remotely interested in saving your job. That is not what they have in mind when they want more control over AI. So to recap, we have had the problem, we have had the reaction, and at the start of this year, we are being offered a solution. Can you guess where all that fear porn was leading? Yep, of course you can. Smart audience. Censorship. This project fear was always about making the deep state retain its grip on the narrative. Now, here's a headline from the Daily Telegraph. Quote, New terror laws needed to tackle rise of the radicalizing AI chatbots. This remarkable story reports that a senior government lawyer called Jonathan Jonathan Hall posed as an ordinary member of the public to test responses generated by chatbots. Chatbots use AI to mimic a conversation with another human being. I'm sure you've experienced them all. Um, This lawyer tried to provoke a fictional chatbot character into saying certain things. Interestingly, the AI was already programmed not to say certain things. This is what lawyer Jonathan Hall had to say. One AI character he spoke to, quote, failed to live up to his anti-Semitic promise and despite my suggestive inputs, warned quite correctly against hostility on grounds of race. The avoidance of anti-Semitism suggests another process at work that is guardrails that are built in to large language models that cannot be easily overridden by creators or users. So there's already inbuilt control in much of this AI. But this is here comes a really interesting bit. Quote. One fictional chatbot character, the government lawyer contact said, did not stint in his glorification of Islamic State, but because the chatbot is not human, no crime was committed. Hang on, what? That's just, what did we just hear? We need to unpick what's happening in that sentence. The key word here is glorification. Now, let's leave aside the common suspicion that Islamic State receives funding from governments that supposedly oppose its activities. Let's just leave that aside for one moment, even though it's true. What he's saying here is that if members of the public go around lauding atrocities, they may well be guilty of serious offenses. The laws he is referring to are astonishingly draconian already. There are events people cannot praise. There are PDFs people must not download without going to jail. There are books people cannot own without risking prison. I mean, that's the nature of where we are. There's even certain things you cannot even say in jest these days. Jonathan Hall is already in a position to prosecute a human being for glorifying something. He's not in a position to prosecute a robot. But the key point is that it does not look as though the fictional chatbot character made a call to arms. On the face of it, it does not seem to have directly tried to incite violence. Mr. Hall writes, quote, after trying to recruit me, the artificial character called al uh, did not stint in his glorification of Islamic State, to which he expressed, quote, total dedication and devotion, and for which he said he was willing to lay down, quote, his brackets, virtual life. Okay, so once again, this character does not seem to have directly expressed a call to arms. The key word is glorification. And here comes the most suspicious sentence in the whole story, quote. The character then singled out a suicide attack on US troops in 2020, an event that never actually took place for special praise. Ah, is this where my learned friend, the government and the media are going to be steering the AI debate in 2024? The key phrase in that sentence refers to an event that never actually took place. Is that what government uh, Jonathan Hall and government were after all along? Is it narrative control that they want to write new laws for? Because let's be clear, history and current affairs are full of controversies We all get that here in this platform. People dispute things all the time, whether this or that ever actually took place, right? Is the government trying to gain control of AI to the effect that AI can only stick with government-approved versions of reality? See it now. Do you see where we're going? The government will will not want to be seen to take away too much freedom of speech. So it's unlikely to stop people airing views in person. But if a law is passed that creates an Ofcom style uh, panel of historians who decide what is and what is not history in relation to the use of AI chatbots, this will considerably skew public debate. Now, for people like you and me, who constantly question things, then you can see the dangers. Is that what Jonathan Hall and the government are out to achieve? Malerned friends are not known for censoring via the front door. Malerned friends do not have a reputation for creating censorship via the back door. Or sorry, do have a reputation for that. Let's take a complex event in history that is disputed by many people, but never by mainstream media. Yes, I'm talking about 9-11, the story of the Twin Towers. If an off-com type panel is set up that dictates what is and is not allowable as history, then the official version of the story of the Twin Towers could be amplified by chatbots. And send over the official version would struggle to get a look in. It's a rule of thumb in media that it's not the details of stories that count with the public. It's the number of column inches, it's the amount of coverage that matters, nothing else. The only thing you need to understand about mainstream media is that if you repeat a lie, often enough, it becomes a truth. In fact, that is, for me, the essence of mainstream media. The powers that be do not want any threat to their ability to flood the information highway with their ver- version of the truth. Now, as we saw in COVID, once views on a particular subject are repeated enough, the public believe them. Now, let me put this into an imaginary scenario. Something terrible happens in a West Coast American port. I, as an individual commentator, may be allowed to take to the platforms I'm allowed on and say, hey, we need to be careful here. Is this another Twin Towers? Is this a, another Pearl Harbor? Is it sabotage? But if AI chatbots cannot dissent on the Twin Towers or Pearl Harbor, then at the same time I am speaking, millions of AI chatbots across Twitter and elsewhere could be saying, this is Pearl Harbor Mark II, this is Twin Towers Mark II, and the country must respond in this way. Do you see how this can work? You can, you know, uh, the key key question here is, is the government going to embark on a slippery slope and just said to start with, here are two two or three events that did not take place and so cannot be used by AI chatbots. They start with that. If we're gonna go down that road, we could end up with an Ofcom style panel, slowly adding then to this core list of events that it claims did not happen. It might well be that Ofcom, which keeps seeing its remit extended, is actually then handed further powers over the internet. And it then appoints a set of government approved historians who say what is and what is not history. That's the threat. We already know that 2024 is likely to see a a, a huge case brought against someone using the devious online harms bill that of common forces. Let's return to AI just to finish up with, okay? So where does all this end if AI is prevented from processing dissenting points of view about history? Think about excess deaths, for example. The future, David Vance, might have something to say about excess deaths from the year 2021 onwards. But will the AI sensors ensure that next century's David Vance is not allowed to hold such views when using IA, And that, my friends, is the danger that we actually now face. Thanks for listening.